What is a girl? Ask a mother. Quote, What I have to do. I have to catch everybody if they start to go over a cliff. I mean, if they're running and they don't look where they're going, I have to come out from somewhere and catch them. That's all I do all day. I'd be the catcher in the rye. J.D. Salinger. Taylor Swift's concerts have become cultural phenomenons, religious-like experiences for so many people worldwide, especially little girls. Happy moms post videos of their flushed, excited faces and near hysteria at the first sight of their idol. It's girl world, to be sure. But it's also become like so many other things in American culture, LGBTQIA world, too, like the upcoming Barbie movie is sure to be. There doesn't seem to be anywhere left that belongs only to girls. From locker rooms to sports to clothes and makeup, girls are vanishing. Recently, Taylor Swift got political and was no doubt backed into a corner by activists, demanding she take a loud public side against what they believe are harmful laws hurting their community. Which laws? They don't say, and you aren't allowed to ask. They're all bad, they insist. You're with us or you're against us. Because, you know, we can't talk about pride without talking about pain. They're, they're right now and recently and in the recent years, there have been so many harmful pieces of legislation that have put people in the LGBTQ and queer community at risk. It's painful for everyone, every ally, every loved one, every person in these communities, and that's why I'm always posting, this is when the midterms are. This is when these these important key primaries There is one law growing in prominence, not just here, but in other countries, too. And that's to put the brakes on gender-affirming care for minors. But if you support gay marriage or you want to be a good ally, you have to go along with that, too. You have to be part of a movement that is sterilizing children legally in the United States in 2023. Most people, including Taylor Swift, have no idea just how bad things have gotten. I, too, was mostly unaware of what gender-affirming care actually means. I also didn't know how bad things had gotten for women in sports. Denying biological reality seems to be something fundamentalist religions do, not educated liberal societies. Yet here we are, insisting trans women are women. They can believe that if they want to, but it doesn't make it true. The media does such an expert job of pandering to activists, pretending like it's a small percentage of athletes. But the truth is that there is widespread suppression of dissent and a climate of fear that keeps so many from speaking out about how this is not just a tiny movement anymore. It's the core identity and belief of the Democratic Party. They can't see this as a social contagion because that news never enters their feedback loop. All they hear over and over again is, protect trans kids. Does protecting them include making them infertile? Does it include surgery that creates a false opening that must be dilated several times a day or it closes up? Does it mean eliminating their sexual function for life? Standing up to any of it is hard. We all saw what happened to J.K. Rowling. 
The activists are out in force, patrolling reading lists, science labs, school libraries, and all media outlets. Just in writing this, I run the risk of losing everything. But so what? I'll take my talking points from exiled scientists, the new heretics of our time, like evolutionary biologists, Heather Hying and Brett Weinstein. We've ended up talking about trans activism a lot on Dark Horse, and I've written about it a lot. And we uh, have always been careful to distinguish it from what we call true trans, which is an exceedingly rare condition, uh, which in a few cases uh, may actually be um, genetic, such as in um, a little village in the Dominican Republic, uh, and in a few cases uh, maybe due to... Um, developmental things that happened uh, in utero, for instance, but it is exceedingly rare. And increasingly, this conversation, uh, I'm certain, uh, is not about is not about those people, by and large, who want to stay out of the limelight and want to be left alone to live the lives that they need to live in order to be their best selves. The vast majority of what is passing for trans right now uh, is comprises this resurgence of regressive gender norms that will reinforce disempowering lifestyles for women. That's one. Social contagion, mental delusion, or some combination of all three. So let me just talk about these three briefly. With regard to regressive gender norms, if you're a man, you should feel free to be a sensitive poet who likes to dress in flowy clothes and discuss your feelings for hours over tea and scones or wine and ice cream or whatever it is you want to discuss it over, right? And do that. Be that guy. Do not mistake this for being a woman. It doesn't make you a woman. It makes you a guy who doesn't fit into traditional gender norms. That's fine. You're a guy. You're a man. If you're a woman, be free. Actually be free. To be a risk-taking electrician, perhaps, who does not want to answer the question, how are you feeling today? Like ever, maybe. Don't mistake that for being a man. You're a woman who doesn't fit into traditional gender norms. And I've said this many, many times. When we were growing up in the 70s and 80s, that was increasingly fine. I was a girl and became a young woman who did not fit traditional gender norms. And I was lucky to have parents who thought that was just fine. And if I were growing up today... My desire to never wear dresses, and when I was put in a dress to get it pretty dirty because I was outside playing in the mud, um, would have resulted in someone, perhaps privately at school, informing me that probably what I was revealing was that I wasn't a girl at all, but that I was a boy. No, wrong. I never mistook myself for a boy. And I'm also not, as some number of people who are gender nonconforming are, homosexual. Just not. Right? There are lots and lots of ways to be a girl or a boy, a woman or a man. And none of those different ways of being mean that what you are revealing is that you're actually the other thing. There's a whole lot of false narrative out here. You're being given a whole lot of false choices that you didn't have to make before. And the one that you're being pushed into is actually not an option. That, that's, a, that's a failure to recognize basic, basic Reality. Like you just, you cannot become a man if you were born female. You cannot. You can't do it. You can't you, even have the thing, even if it's the thing that you want. You right. Can, you can do and, something, but it's not, it's not what you're being promised. Right. And, the, and the, the, the people who I think privately, and I think they know that I 
think of them as you know true trans actually trans um i i i read them as i engage them as the gender that they are living as even though it is not the sex that they actually are and they do not deny biological reality the people who are actually truly struggling with a uh, gender dysphoria and and gender dysmorphia that ex that is persistent and consistent and painful and awful for them such that they really feel that they need to live as the thing that they are not the sex that they are not even though they cannot ever actually become the sex that they are not um, are not the ones on the streets doing the activism. As long as we still have a First Amendment, there is no justifiable reason to stay silent on something so urgent. Controlling speech has been the only reason this madness has gone as far as it has. But thankfully, the voices of dissent are getting louder, and there is strength in numbers. When Twitter, under Elon Musk's ownership, struck a deal with the Daily Wire to stream what is a woman on the first day of Pride... They got spooked enough to pull the deal unless they removed two scenes they labeled hate speech. One of those scenes included a desperate father who had been charged with child abuse for misgendering his own daughter as he fought to stop her from life-altering medical intervention. Now, as the Daily Wire CEO Jeremy Boring wrote earlier today, uh, Twitter was initially receptive to this idea. In fact, they were excited about it. They pledged to set up a, a custom landing page just for the film so that everybody could find it easily. This is something that we were happy to pay for. This is a privilege that we were going to pay Twitter for. Uh, Twitter signed an agreement to that effect. Then, after all that, they asked to review the film because they wanted to screen it for any content that might, quote, trigger users on its platform because they wanted to know, you know how they were going to respond if, uh, when, when, the, when the film uh, proved to be controversial. Now, that was a, a giant red flag, obviously. Uh, since when do free speech platforms talk about trigger warnings to begin with? And indeed, after reviewing the film, uh, as you might have seen, Twitter suddenly changed its mind, switched course. Instead of promising to promote the film, Twitter informed us that they would dramatically restrict its reach. They labeled it as a hateful content, and they were going to make it as hard as possible to find without outright banning it. So all the shadow bans that we uh, heard about in the past under the old regime, and we were told the shadow bans were gone, we're now being told by Twitter that they will do that to this film when we post it because it is hate speech, they said. They would ensure that it would not appear in people's feeds. Uh, the algorithm would crush it completely. We were told by Twitter that that is what they're going to do. Now, how could that be, we asked. What, what hateful content were they talking about exactly? But where's, what's the, the hateful part of the film? I mean, I made the movie. I'm in it. I don't remember any hateful content. Twitter directed us to two clips in particular from What is a Woman uh, that they said are hateful content. And because of these segments of the film, it becomes hate speech and they're going to restrict its reach on the platform. Now, I'm going to show you both of these clips because it's hard to believe that they're really saying it's hard to believe anyway if you took their new commitment to free speech seriously. If you took that seriously, then uh, this will be shocking to you. In the first clip, a father in Canada tells us that um, he was arrested and he was fined $30,000. His crime was referring to his 14-year-old daughter as a she. The father tried to prevent doctors from uh, pumping his daughter full of hormones and tried to protect his daughter from mutilation and, um, and, uh, and, and butchery. So the Canadian government destroyed his life. And now Twitter is calling this father hateful 
And they're saying that you, you shouldn't hear what he has to say because of this clip, which we will play right now. Listen. Hello? Hey, is this? This is, yes. Hey, it's, it's Matt Walsh. Are you, where are you right now? I'm, uh, I'm in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada right now. Are you, can, are you able to leave? I'm not able to leave BC. I can't even go to another province in Canada right now. Uh, and it's because I'm technically out on bail. What happened exactly? How exactly did, did this get into the courts to begin with? Right, so what happened is we set up a meeting with BC Children's Hospital. And according to the BC Children's Hospital website, there's going to be a thorough evaluation. And I'm thinking, good, this is going to be the end of it all. They're going to clearly see that my child is not the opposite sex. So my ex-wife brings my child into BC Children's Hospital. I get a call less than an hour into that appointment is that they were going to pump her full of cross-sex hormones within the hour. And I put a halt to that. I said, no. They agreed to, to stop for the moment. They figured, well, let's get the dad on board too. This is all going to be better. Let's just get everybody on the same page. I said, it's not going to happen. So I get a letter from BC Children's Hospital in December of 2018. And it says that under the BC Infants Act, they will start injecting my child with cross-sex hormones. And I have two weeks to respond with legal action if I so choose. And so that's how I ended up in court because I did respond with legal action. So you called your daughter a she and you, you went to jail for that? It's considered criminal violence to uh, not use the preferred pronouns. It is no different than, let's say, I were to take a broomstick and whack one of my kids over the head. So they were treating it in a similar fashion that misgendering, mispronouning my child was the equivalent of family violence. Is she on the hormone pills now? She is. The court ordered that she could do whatever she wanted. Thankfully, Musk stepped in and put the kibosh on Twitter censorship, even tweeting out the film to his followers. By the end of the weekend, it had been viewed close to 200 million times. Here are some of the film's best scenes. The fluidity of these things. How do I know if, if I'm a woman? You know, I, I, That's a great I like, question. I like scented candles. And yeah. I've watched Sex and the City. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So how do I know? Yeah, Matt, that question right there, like that question is like when it's asked with a lot of curiosity, right? That's the beginning of a lot of people's like gender identity development journeys. If my mom who gave birth to me is a woman mm -hmm. and my wife is a woman, um, though I haven't asked her, maybe I should. Um, but if they're all women and also the boy who sits down with you and says, I, I think I'm a girl, actually is one, then, then what is a woman? Mm. Yeah. Great question. I'm not a woman, so I, <laughs> I can't really answer that. I don't care if you think you're a sheepdog and you come into my store, it don't matter to me. Just don't come in and try to shove that shit down my throat. If it makes someone feel better, what about their, their feelings? I, mean, I don't give a shit about their feelings. I'm old. What about the Star Wars universe? Jar Jar Binks, pansexual, do you think? Transgender? Um, why, would I, why would I even care? It's, if it's his truth. Well, it ain't true. You're not a scientist. You're not a gender studies major. Or are you? No. no? Okay. How do you know that you're a man? How do I know that I'm a man? I guess because I got a dick. Because of Matt Walsh standing up and speaking out, and because Elon Musk bought Twitter... More people know about what goes on behind closed doors at gender clinics, at universities, 
and in the minds of so many well-meaning politicians. How is it we've arrived in 2023 and the people sticking up for truth, science, and reason are the conservative Christians? The activists have pushed the American public too far. While most everyone was accepting of gay rights and gay marriage, they kept moving the line. Now elementary schools are making pride somehow part of their curriculum, but pride isn't what it used to be. It's not the many gay parents I got to know while I was raising my daughter. It's now expanded like a mushroom cloud to include this unforgivable abuse of minor children under the Orwellian term, medical care. Here is Ben Shapiro on a recent protest by Armenian parents at a Glendale public school. There's an unbelievable video that has now emerged out of Glendale, California. Armenian parents, so Glendale is a pretty conservative area, or more conservative than most of California, because it's heavily Armenian. Armenians tend to be much more traditional. They're very culturally in tune with, with their community. And because of all of that, they were not willing to humor a school board pushing the LGBTQ plus minus divided by sign curriculum. And chaos broke out when Antifa showed up to make trouble with people protesting. Several hundred protesters gathered, many waving the American flags. And on the other side, LGBTQ plus pride flags outside the scheduled GUSD board meeting. The opposing sides represented parents who oppose GUSD policies in support of the LGBTQ plus minus classroom curriculum. Both sides took to social media to rally their supporters. By the way, you can tell who's flying which flag in these particular tapes. Antifa showed up and they started a fight with members of the Armenian community. Again, this is an ethnic minority community that is very, very prevalent in Glendale. They're wonderful people. I know them very well. I used to work in Glendale. And um, here's some of the video. You can see these uh, Armenian protesters, and they're being polite with the cops. And then Antifa is going to uh, show up and uh, and start making trouble because this is, in fact, what they do. Here's Antifa. They're starting to get violent with people. The Armenians are having none of it, as well they should not. Again, all the police have to break it up. <laughs> By the way, Antifa is going to lose this battle. Right? Seriously, like Antifa versus the Armenians. I take the Armenians and the points every time, man. That is that is that is not even a question. Love the Armenians. They're awesome. Several parents told Glendale's board they were concerned with Glendale's trans policy, such as allowing students of the opposite sex to use the same bathrooms and locker rooms, putting their kids at risk. One father told the board, quote, I graduated from Glendale in 96, according to the Daily Signal. I have two daughters. My daughter's afraid to change in the locker room because she knows another guy could come into the room. When I asked the principal, he told me there were no cross-gender bathroom policies. Other parents previously had told the Daily Signal their children changed in locker rooms with students of the opposite sex multiple times, and this is now standard practice in Glendale. So, you know, good for, good for me. By the way, this is going to be part of, of the, the future of the country, is that essentially what you have is a cadre of upper-class white liberals who have a particular set of morals that do not, do not match the morals of particularly ethnic minorities in the United States. And the, black, the backlash is going to be very, very strong. The weird brand of, of anti-heteronormativity that's now being promoted in the West is being promoted by a very elite group of people. And the vast majority of people are not into it. They may be tolerant of people who decide on these fringe practices or alternative lifestyles, but you know what they're not into? That becoming the norm. And you know where that is particularly prevalent? In exactly the diverse communities the left pretends that it represents. Armenians are just one example of that. But overall, millennials are now moving to the right. Gen Z males are moving to the right. That is in pure reaction 
to the radical social agenda that's being promoted by the left. At this point, I know beyond any doubt that there is no fixing the left. There is only leaving. Leave the schools, leave the therapists, leave the online bubbles, vote them out. Too many moms now are finding their march toward progress, nothing but feet getting stuck in the mud, unable to move, trapped in a movement that seeks to erase them and minimize their power as mothers. Some moms found out all too well and all too late. America is wrong, but Heather was right. Deuce, a.k.a. Heather Armstrong, came up alongside Reed Drummond, the pioneer woman, as mommy bloggers with great cameras who recorded their daily struggles raising their kids. But Deuce would never get a cooking show on the Food Network nor sell merch like an air fryer with her personal design on it. But she was a great writer who was funny and brilliant. And there is no doubt she loved her kids. Much to the shock of her online readers like me, she killed herself last month after a long battle with depression and a relapse into alcoholism. Podcast listeners, a picture of Deuce and her daughter, Marlo. Deuce had two daughters. The younger daughter was Marlo, pictured above. The absolute girly girl. Deuce described this aspect of Marlo's personality often. She loved tea parties, pink dresses, makeup, and princess costumes, but had emerged in our post-2020 dystopia as a non-binary they. When I saw this on Deuce's Instagram... I immediately thought, oh, there she goes again, surfing the latest trend. So of course one of her kids would be trans. She'll get much mileage out of this online with all of those good liberal white women clucking about, using the correct pronouns and settling into the only activism they had left. For podcast listeners, a picture of Marlo in 2020 with long hair and Marlo in 2021 with a short haircut. But something wasn't adding up in my mind. I wasn't sure why. Something made me think more deeply about Deuce, her kids, her suicide. Was there a story there? Then I saw this from NBC News. Quote, Armstrong's impulse to put her most private feelings on display occasionally forced her readers to reckon with sentiments they might have found troubling. In a lengthy blog post published in August of 2022, most notably... She expressed views some deemed transphobic. The post in which she wrote, Biological gender is scientific, and we are tossing around these pronouns like goddamn candy, was later removed. But some fans remained disappointed. Some said they stopped reading her blog. End quote. Even after her suicide, a tweet by Nicole Rosenleaf Ritter, she, her, hers, says, Quote, after almost 20 years, I stopped reading Deuce after her terrible turf moment last year. But I always hoped she would come out of that, so I could delight in her singular voice again. I hope she has found peace, and I ache for her loved ones, end quote. No matter what else Deuce was, no matter how delightful her voice, women like Rosenleaf Ritter drew the line at her opinion on trans issues, even when she was trying to save her own daughter's future. That is why there is no saving the left. Fanaticism has obliterated objective truth and humanity itself. Heather was, more than anything else, a good mother. She knew both of her daughters well and had tracked their lives for years on her blog with loving, hilarious, tender detail. 
What came flooding back when I unlocked my memories of reading Deuce all of these years? Her daughter Marlo was a girly girl. For podcast listeners, a picture of Marlo in a princess dress from 2014 called Princess in the Garden with the caption, Doesn't everyone wear their princess costume while planting flowers and pulling weeds? A princess costume that you insist on wearing three days in a row and sleeping in every night. Oh, your mom won't let you? Your mom and I probably aren't going to get along. End quote. Does the above photo, Princess in the Garden, look like gender dysphoria in any way, shape, or form? Or does that look like an adorable girly girl? If there was a textbook definition of what the gender cult thinks defines a girl early on, Marlo would be it. I don't go along with the idea that there are such well-defined gender stereotypes. I know this isn't true from my own experience and watching my daughter grow up. Neither of us fit what they would call upon to decide what gender we were. But never in that time did any of us even consider, for one second, whether we were girls or not. So what exactly was so offensive as to make so many of Deuce's readers turn on her? While her post, America is Wrong, has been deleted, it's still available on the Wayback Machine. It is a long, rambling, desperately sad depression spiral that was a clear sign she was in trouble mentally, emotionally, and physically. In it, she already confesses to having attempted suicide. But just as she heads for the edge of the cliff, with nothing to lose, she lays it out, all of it, the whole ugly truth of what she and every honest mother knows, otherwise known as her terrible turf moment. She wrote, quote, For the kids who are still with me, and you are still with me, right? You can trust me, and I need you to believe that. It will become very clear why. It may be a little scary because no one in your life is allowed to talk to you about gender dysphoria. These words are super loud and clarion clear to all of you, aren't they? Gender dysphoria. There, I said it again. Every adult in your life has been told by the government to affirm, affirm, affirm your gender dysphoria because you are out there co-opting suicidal ideation. You are throwing that phrase around as if you own it, as if you have any fucking idea what it means. Yes, I'm calling you out too, all of you. And I will calm down a little bit, maybe, because you need to be able to trust someone who loves you, and I love you more than you will ever comprehend, because I am you. End quote. And she continued, quote, White progressive moms, I'm talking to you now, and I have no fucks to give should any of this hurt your feelings. I feel your pain too, because when my they-them told me they wanted to change their pronouns, I believed they were writing this massive cultural shift in acceptance and inclusion. But I was wrong. America is fucking wrong. During my recovery process, I began to realize that I was not asking the right questions about what we think is a radical new way of celebrating diversity. White progressive moms, are you asking yourselves the right questions? Maybe you should, so that I don't have to do the work for you. But since none of you are doing the work, lean in close. And let me give you the answers to the questions you won't ask. Gender dysphoria is a social Contagion, 
Should your theys and thems be afraid to read this, or disinterested in the manic rambling spiral of some loony white anorexic on the internet, this part is for you and your kids together. Read this part together, calling upon the pain of your childhood that in hindsight might have made you realize that your girls are experiencing normal, human sadness. They are teenagers. They were once your precious baby girls. They are experiencing the same sadness you experienced when you were their age. Your children are perfect. They were born perfect, and you love them just the way they are. Let me say it again, and you need to repeat this over and over again to your girls every single day for the rest of their lives because who knows what happens when we die. Your children are perfect. They were born perfect, and you love them just the way they are. End quote. This was her Marlowe, the textbook girl, by their own definition of what defines a girl. How does a gender clinician talk their way around this? For podcast listeners, a picture of young Marlowe in 2014 with the caption, She is a human. She is not a tiger or a seal or a monkey, and she most definitely is not a little girl, if you couldn't tell from the bling. Heather posted this photo of her own withering body to emphasize the damage caused by a lifetime of body dysmorphia. For podcast listeners, a picture of a strung out and skeletal Heather. You'd think, given that, a little bit of sympathy would be on offer for all of her pain. But no, she has broken the sacred trust of the Ordnung, and for that, she must pay. For podcast listeners, a tweet from Fatima Katablu that reads, So Heather Armstrong, a.k.a. Deuce, has in one utterly unhinged post, one, added herself as a turf parent to a non-binary child, two, demeaned neurodiverse adults everywhere, three, co-opted the pain and lives of black women, Four, disappeared black trans women entirely. This poem on Heather's Instagram and the accompanying photo reveals how hard it was for her and what it would mean to abandon everything she knew about her child. For podcast listeners from Deuce, quote, I woke up at three and she, 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 with a lisp who learned the flick of a wrist from the wand of a princess, the patch attached to her left eye, the mornings I could not pry her from my side, sinking into the sea, the strands of her curls unfurling as she disappears. I woke up in tears, the years, the years, the years. I am not mourning who they are. I'm looking at the scar on my inner thigh where she took her first breath with her eyes and stared straight at my mother, my Marlowe, an iris like no other, Greek goddess of the rainbow, I did not know. They were naming themselves. She is not gone, but she is gone. The grief hit me like a bomb. March of 2021. And in the photo, it's Deuce and her daughter turning away from each other. She might have seen Marlowe's transition as her mental health issues visited upon her youngest despite her therapy, despite her self-help, 
despite being a good liberal and doing everything right. But that isn't true. Like so many young girls, Marlo has been taken in by a movement that looks a lot like a cult, that gives her the acceptance every adolescent needs. Does any of this mean her daughter, the gender clinics, the internet, or any external forces are responsible for Heather's suicide? Absolutely not. That was her decision to end her life, just as it was her decision as one of the mommy bloggers to put that life and the lives of her children online. But Heather left her daughter and countless other girls a precious gift, a trail of breadcrumbs back to the real Marlowe. It's all there, the photos, the smiles, the stories, the history, years and years of history. Once a mommy blog, now an archaeological dig, a historical record of what really happened in the life of a young girly girl with curls, dimples, and a lisp. I can't know what happened with Marlo, whether she was in the process of taking tea or not, but Deuce's desperation in America is wrong is a warning, and that tells me that it's likely she was worried this was her daughter's future defined only by the drugs she would have to take for the rest of her life. Heather was not a turf, which is a hateful slur to punish and control women to shut them up. She was a worried mother, like so many worried mothers, going up against such insurmountable forces, from Taylor Swift to the President of the United States. It shouldn't be surprising that to gain control of our youth, they must first gain control of women by driving a wedge between them and their kids or co-opting them as happy cult members, sending their kids into the lion's den. But if there is one thing everyone knows to fear in the wild, it's the mama bear. We are ferocious when it comes to protecting our young. One such mama bear is Megan Kelly, who has taken on the fight too. Her explanation of why she will no longer use pronouns has recently earned almost one million views. Kelly J. Keene a five-foot-one English mother of four and devoted advocate for women's rights who came on this show recently and spoke truth so plainly it moved me profoundly, has been repeatedly targeted. In March, she was doused in tomato juice as a mob moved in, yelling, F you, you C-word, prepared to cause her physical harm rather than let her speak in New Zealand. Had she not been rushed out by police, she clearly would have been brutalized. And there I was, along with millions of others, watching and learning and finally seeing it. There is the harm. There's the harm. There is the harm. It is beyond time to stand up to the trans lobby that means to deprive women of their spaces and rights to the men who pose as trans women to gain access to places like sorority houses, only to exploit the women who'd been strong-armed into welcoming them. To the men who grow their hair long, throw on a dress, pop on their TikTok filter, and then threaten to kill us if we object to them coming into our private spaces. To the mutilation of our children by money-driven doctors and the rape of our imprisoned sisters and the theft of our medals and opportunities to win how can we stand up to any of this if we are complicit? How can we fight for facts if we participate in this fiction that a man can become a woman, that transitioning is possible? And then we try to say, no, she 
It should go without saying that standing up for women and girls doesn't mean being abusive or cruel to trans people. What they do as adults, how they choose to live, is their business, as long as it doesn't mean trampling the rights of others to live the way they choose to live, to have fair competition in sports, to feel safe in locker rooms, and to mature fully as biological women or men before they decide to alter their bodies permanently. And don't force us to go along with your version of reality. Don't force us to say something that isn't true or force us to use pronouns because no one should be forced to believe anything. That's fascism. Despite Deuce's declining mental state and her withering physical form, she had enough mama bear to risk even her carefully cultivated reputation to go up against her own audience and perhaps lose everything. That right there is true grit. Deuce.com is Heather Armstrong's legacy. They can call her whatever they want. Her beautiful words will remain. She wrote, quote, Bedtime with Marlo, October 28, 2014. Marlo and I have a strange ritual, all instigated by my mother, that centers around telling each other how much we love each other as she's going to bed, and it usually ends up with her winning at kajillion, bajillion, quadrillion. I don't care that she has no concept of math or that numbers do not convert to love. I just want to indulge my child who has, at this point, been lulled into some horrifying game of numbers that can only end in heartbreak. Mom, this paragraph is for you. For all of this is your fault. Leave me all of your money. That is the only way to redeem yourself. Last night, Marlo was in a particularly good mood and started out with, I love you more than anyone. I nodded but pursed my lips. That's really sweet of you, I said but I love you more than a hundred million grandmommies, that much, because I take no prisoners, and if the Avon World sales leader is going to start this with my kid, I'm going to make it flourish. Well, I love you a hundred million eternities, she shot back. Yeah, well, I love you a trillion eternities, I answered. She reached up and grabbed my neck and pressed her left cheek almost painfully into mine. I love you from here to eternity, and then the eternity after that, she said. Even the eternity after that, I asked? That's a long time. I love you a macadrillion, pocanillion, all of that. Mom, she stated very dryly, while pulling her face away from mine to look into my eyes. That is irresponsible. Excuse me, irresponsible? No, irresponsible is a grandmother teaching her granddaughter that love is a contest. I let her continue. That is not a real number, and you can't say that to me because it has no meaning. It has no meaning. Let's just say that she won with From Here to Eternity Quatrillion. As if that has any meaning whatsoever, can you tell that I am bitter? Deuce wrote, July 17th, 2014, My Little Mermaid. Quote, Marlo is currently obsessed with mermaids, and not because of Disney, no. Lita has been watching an Australian show on Netflix called H2O, Just Add Water with Marlo tucked in on the couch beside her. She got several mermaid Barbies for her birthday and has been requesting that I leave her hair down, like a mermaid, before I send her to camp. Before I left for Southeast Asia, I bought a passport cover in faux pink crocodile that she calls my mermaid wallet, and when I returned, she claimed it as her own. This is one of those adorable yet at times annoying phases. If I let her, she would swim in the bathtub like a mermaid for hours and hours that I'm glad I'm documenting so that I can remember it years from now. 
and remind her that she used to sleep with my passport cover, end quote. Rest in peace, Heather B. Armstrong, a.k.a. Deuce. You were right. America is wrong. But don't worry, I got you. They've awakened the mama bears now, and they better run. Thank you for listening to my substack, sashastone.substack.com. And remember, to thine own self, be true. Trees.